Hi, we're Robin and Shelby, and you're listening to the Rising Rebel podcast. Through this podcast, our vision is to empower women to go for their dreams and have the courage to stand in their power. If you are someone who wants to live consciously, explore and shift your mindset, deepen your desire for personal growth, and really rebel against the shoulds and limiting beliefs that are holding you back, you've come to the right place. Here, we dig deep into the journey back to self and uncover that inner knowing that allows us to live from a place of alignment and authenticity. If the universe has placed us in your path, get ready because we're going on a wild and expansive ride. Shelby and I are so excited to introduce you to Jacqueline Shaw, who is our guest today on the podcast. She is so absolutely aligned with everything that we believe and teach and talk about and share with you on this podcast. So we know you're going to love her just as much as we do. Jack is a seven figure mentor and channel who leads visionaries in quantum energetics and divine feminine activation. She's known for taking her clients to the depths of their knowing to their most intimate truth, where they're able to activate their authentic voice. Through her work, clients quantum leap, develop a deeper trust within themselves, and unapologetically show up and lead in their power. The projector in her sees what you can't yet see. Together, you bring it to life. In this episode, Jack shares her perspective of living life in her full expression of who she is without needing anyone to approve it, without needing anyone to understand it, or really needing to explain it. And she shares her experience of finding and living in her truth unapologetically and really taking an unconventional path. This episode is packed full of amazing juicy conversations and wisdom right to the end. So we hope you enjoy. Hello, magical humans. You've got Robin and Shelby here. And today we are bringing you a very special guest. Today we have Jacqueline Shaw on the podcast. Welcome, Jacqueline. Hello. Oh my gosh. Well, how good does that feel? And it's like a very special guest. Like, I'm so happy to be here, you guys. We're so thrilled to have you. And we cannot wait for you to share all of your wisdom with our audience. So one of the reasons we're so excited to have Jack on the podcast is that she is someone who Shelby and I look up to. She definitely walks the talk. She embodies what she teaches. And she really just you know, practices what she preaches. And so when we first came across Jacqueline, like one thing I noticed about you is like, you do not, you go against the grain a little bit, you do what's right for you. And so for us, that's so important. That's why we find you so inspiring. And so can you tell, you have an incredible story to share and most of our listeners probably don't know um, your story. So In your story, I know whenever I hear it, I'm just like, wow, it just is so obvious how unconventional and how you do things based on your own truth. So can you just dive right into a bit of your story and how you kind of have carved out this path for yourself? Yeah, I definitely can. And oh my gosh, hearing you say that, it's like, oh, can I dive into my story? Like, I'm like, where do we even want to start? Because truly, I feel like this, like paving my own path has has really existed for me for ever. Like I've always, well, as I say, I've always, you know, I feel like this was like natural, like my energy as a child, like was here and like really willing to like speak my truth and go against the norm and follow my soul. And then got a little sideways. So when I was like, this is always, I'm like, and then 
I started to hide. And then I, you know, especially when I came into this industry, into this online world, it was like, oh, can I just like really be fully who I am? Can I just do it my own way? And so, although I have this whole lifetime of really going against the norm and following, you know, allowing myself to lead in, in, in all the wild ways that I have and not being willing to deny my soul that I came online and I was like, Oh wait, like, can I just do that in this space? So I got a little lost for a bit. And then the growth in my journey has really happened once I was like, no, like I get to be fully who I am, show up fully who I am online and in my mentorship and with zero, you know, need to be anything else or zero performance energy and just really show up and and share my truth with the world and speak my truth from a place of, I feel like when I speak my truth, it's like you get to feel into that for you. Like you get to feel in, is there a resonance of my truth and your truth syncing up? Does me sharing my truth allow you to find your truth that's completely different than me? And so at the core, it's like allowing multiple truths to coexist as well, not needing people to get me, not needing people to understand what I'm saying, not needing to convince, but just just in this full expression of who I am. So a lot of our listeners, you know, through the rising rebel, Robin and I talk so much about like alignment and authenticity and finding your truth. And so I think one of the harder things for people who are just kind of starting out in this is knowing when you're not in your truth. So is there, Anything that you got, that you could explain to like our listeners of how you know or how somebody could know when they're actually not aligned in their truth? Does it feel a certain way in their body? Like what are some of the markers for you when you know you're not actually in alignment? So I think, I mean, truthfully, I feel like this is really different for everyone. Like some people very much feel it in their body. Some people, it's just this, like for me, it's a depth of knowing. It's like, okay, did I, you know hold back in any way here? Was I like, you know, did, did doubt come in? Did worry come in? Did shame come in? Did this feeling of like, they might not get it come in. It's like, where, like, can I feel like for me, I feel it very much just energetically of like, oh, there's, there's a hold back here. There's a restriction in energy. There's like some voice that feels like it's not my voice. That's being like, oh, you can't do this or you can't do that. Or you should do this. Or like, don't be too bright over here. Do you know what I mean? It's just this, like, for me, it's very much in a feeling I find for people, you know, when they're like, I I don't really, I don't really know. It's like, okay, what does it feel? Does it feel like the power, the voice is coming from within, or does it feel like the power is outside that you need something outside of you? And so for me, when I talk to, to women about being in full expression of who they are, it's like really tuning into the wisdom within. Is it coming from a place of embodied wisdom? Is it coming from like, no, this is who I am or is it coming from anything external? So for me, it's a very much like, is this internal or is it external? I, I love what you said there about listening to and how it's different for everyone. Is it like, what's that voice telling you? And one of the things you mentioned, is it the shoulds, right? And we talk about that all the time. So for us, when we came up with the rising rebel, part of that is for rebelling against the shoulds. We like to talk a lot about conditioning and subconscious programming because it plays a huge part 
in what that internal dialogue is saying. Is it saying we should do something? So are we doing it out of obligation or because it's an expectation that someone else has placed on us? And so I want to back up to, you mentioned there was a point in time on your path where you felt like you kind of got out of alignment with you know, who you were or where you truly wanted to go. And I think a lot of people can resonate with that because not everyone's out the other side of that yet. And so when you're in a point where you kind of just feel something doesn't feel right, this doesn't feel like I used to be when I was fully expressed and it, you know, it just doesn't feel right. Can you kind of explain how you navigated yourself out of that back into this full expression of showing up unapologetically or like you said when you came online and you were doing something new that's outside your comfort zone that's where you know you're growing you're evolving and so yeah it does it does feel uncomfortable so kind of how you overcame or pushed through some of that to show up now as this you know like inspiring authentic just you know going for your dreams yeah so i feel like when i you know came into the online space i didn't even truly really know about the coaching industry like i didn't know what this industry was all about or that it even existed to be honest like like somebody was like why are you not coaching people and i i literally feel like i fell into this you know what, what i'm now doing i feel like and so it took me a, a while i was like okay like how do i fit in here and i think that was it i was trying to figure out how i fit in versus like what can i bring into this space so i was like okay like how do i, I how do i fit in how do i you know become someone that people want to listen to or whatever it is and so instead of just being like i just get to be me here i tried to like figure it out i tried to fit in and then when i was in recognition of this it was like the only way for me to lead in the way I desire to lead is to be so fully expressed in my truth. And so for me, it was about bringing like a high level of awareness. Like awareness is always like the key thing for me to like create shifts and to create shifts frequently, rapidly, frequently, rapidly <laughs> <laughs> to create shifts rapidly is that I bring in this like high level of awareness. So I was like, okay, where do I dull down my truth in the beginning? You know, it's like, where do I like say, use a different word because then I'm like, oh, so people can like understand. So people get me, where do I only, you know, not fully show up because I'm like, well, if I can't share the whole story, like one little bit, they're not going to get it. It's like, I started to really notice like, where do I hold back in my truth? Where do I shift my language? Where do I not just hold like truly in because I mean, so much of what I share is from a place of lived wisdom. You know, I'm a line six in my human design. It's so much about, you know, being the role model, sharing through lived experience, sharing my belief codes. And it was like, well, I don't have anything to back this. Like I don't have, you know, research or scientific facts. So I'm like, who, you know, who, like, why would people listen to me? Like, who am I? And I was like, I'm a woman with a voice. And so it comes back to like, I'm a woman with a voice. And I truly deeply believe for all of us, if we each showed up and shared our truth and recognize that like my truth gets to be different than your truth and her truth, it's, it's like through sharing our truth, through sharing and storytelling, we're able to connect, we're able to connect and find a piece of ourselves in others journeys. We're able to find our own truth. So I just came back to this place of like knowing that my job here is really and all of our jobs here is to share the wisdom that we carry within us, to share our own unique 
medicine. And it's our job is not to figure out how that lands for anyone else. Our job is not to decide like how that, how that goes. For me, it's the intention that I put into like, and this is what it started with intention. I'd show up on social media. My intention was like, I'm here to give, I'm here to, to, to share. I'm here to speak my truth. And that was it. It wasn't like, so that people, you know, so that people can blah, 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 blah. It was like, I'm here to be in this expression for me. So people get to receive whatever they're meant to receive from this. This was a big shift for me in the beginning. I showed up online so that people would get something so that I was like, I was very much in control of like, well, if I say this, then they can take this away. And so I wasn't really in trust of people and their power and, and that they were, you know, able to just get and receive whatever they need just from tuning in and hearing somebody else's like wisdom, truth, voice. The biggest thing that I'm hearing when I'm, you know, listening to you speak, I can't help but think that you just have, you know, Robin and I talk a lot about, about the journey back to self. And I have mentioned time and time again in some of our, you know, teachings, it's about finding that safety and that trust inside of yourself. And when you find safety inside of yourself and it's like you are your own best friend, you can trust, you can land within your own soul, something magical comes from that. But until you have that place of like self-trust and self-acceptance, self-love, really, it's all about self-love. It's hard to always show up because you're, you know, fearful of what people will judge, what will they'll think, all these things. So when I'm, when you're speaking, all I can, you know, see is like, oh man, this is a woman who has just fallen so deeply in love with herself. She has such a trust that she knows what she says is right for her. And is that a skill that you have always had, or is that something that you've worked on? And if you have worked on it, what could the listeners take away on like, you know, everybody, myself included, I want to have just a more juicy love affair with myself. So is there any like tangible takeaways that you could help people start with if they don't have that already? Yeah, I'm over here. Like if people could see me right now, I'm just like nodding, 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 nodding. Cause like, yes, this is exactly it. It's this like, for me, it comes into the trust within myself, the safety within myself. So even as I talked earlier, you know, when I said the external, like is the power external or is it internal? It's like, I feel safe within myself. I trust within myself. I know that I hold the frequency of love. And so I don't need anything out there for validation. I don't need circumstances. I don't need the result. I don't need anything because it's like this, this, this knowing within myself. And so when you ask about like my, my journey in this, this actually, I mean, I have an experience in my life when I was pregnant with my daughter that I call my spiritual smackdown. That was really my, my spiritual awakening that really like brought me back into like who I am in touch with the divinity within me in touch with like the universe within the God within. And I mean, you know, when you like go through circumstances in your life, that's you're like, yeah, is there parts that you could wish like that, that wasn't part of your story, that that wasn't an experience you went through, but truly like, I'm so grateful because of it. It led me back to my truth. It led me back to my soul. It led me back to this knowing and one really, you know, gift in my spiritual smackdown that, that was very evident for me from, from the beginning. It was like an eighth month period of my life that I call my spiritual smackdown was like, I'm going to be okay. And it was like, not like the universe has got me. It was like, I've got me. 
And so the universe has got me because I am the universe. But see where that's it's like the power is given away if it's like, well, the universe has got your back, but I don't believe the universe exists within me. So then that power's external. So for me, it came into like, I've got me. And it doesn't matter. Like, like I could, I could be canceled online tomorrow and I'm going to pick up the pieces again. I'm going to be okay because I've got me. Like I know who I am. I don't need other people to know. I know who I am. I know the truth that I speak into the world. I know how this affects my energetic vibration. And I mean, so much that I talk about too is like leading in frequency and frequency first. And when I'm consciously aware of my frequency and lead with my frequency first, the ripple of that is beyond anything like I can see, is beyond, you know, the clients I work with, is is literally rippled out into the entire collective. And so this knowing and this deep knowing, if each of us can get to this place of like deep knowing, like I'm going to be okay. And that, that to me is like the thing that I've been able to anchor into again and again and again. Now, when you ask about like tangible in this, it's like, okay, so how do I get to this knowing that I'm going to be okay? Honestly, one thing that I love to, to often share for people, it's like, we will so quickly go into this spiral. And I feel like this, like, I'm going to call it a downward spiral of when we fear that we're not going to be okay. When we're like, you know, we said something at the, at the beginning of this conversation that I wanted to circle back and I kind of forget right now, but it was like, we, we don't show up with, you know, in this fear because this fear of like being disappointed or fear that people won't get it or fear that we could possibly, I mean, it's, there's no way that we can't be enough, but this fear that we could possibly not be enough, this fear that we could not be you know, received. And so we tend to go into this, like very easily, we'll go into seeing what's not working. We'll go into fix it energy. We'll go into the spiral of like, what if all the bad happens? And so I actually allow myself to go there in, in the beginning very much. I'd be like, I'd let myself go into that downward spiral. of like, like what is literally the worst thing that could happen here? Like what is the worst case scenario? And I would go into that space and I'm like, and, and guess what? I can also hold that guess what? That's not going to break me. It's going to be fucking hard. I could be heartbroken. I would be this or that and this and this, but guess what? I'll choose to rise from there again and again and again. And then the biggest part of this though, that I think is so important is that I feel like people will do this, but then they stay in that energy. And if I'm willing to spiral down, I am I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear here, but I want to drop an F bomb, but I am like also like fucking willing to spiral up. So if you're going to spiral down to the worst case scenario, can you also spiral up to the like best possible mind blowing, like beyond desire, beyond the realm of what you even think is possible? Like, can you spiral up into like the complete magic of the universe? Can you spiral up into the place of like, and I'm open to seeing this in a new light. I'm open to receive the miracle. I'm open to seeing like there's things that I can't see that the universe, the divine the God sees, like I'm open for all of it. And so this is how I play with energy and frequency. It's like, if, if I know I'm going to be okay, that I'm also like willing to like dream fucking big. Ugh. Okay. I'm going to let Robin speak, but I just have to say one thing, you guys, if you're not in Jacqueline's world, the transmission, you, I literally can't explain what's happening in my body as I'm witnessing her speak. I just have to say like, it's something I won't even be able to explain. It's a feeling in my body of like, I could like the energy is literally rising in my body as you speak. And so all I'm saying is that you cannot sum up Jacqueline with a few sentences. You literally just have to get in her world and actually watch her and listen to her speak because your energy will freaking boom. It's like, it's undeniable. 
when you said it's so the biggest takeaway from that when you said yes the universe has my back but if the universe doesn't live inside of me then it doesn't like wow what a click for me I was like oh that's what I like that is what I was meant to listen what I was meant to hear today was the unit like you are going to be okay inside of you it's you and it's like yeah looking back I've seen power. That so often write it yeah like through you know through the you know through I mean I, I also talk a lot about like the power of prayer but it's like if I think that I'm praying to something outside of me and it's like oh my you know what I mean I'm like crossing my fingers like a hope a, a wish but I don't feel like I am that then it's like I'm, I'm actually leaking power I'm not harnessing power I'm leaking power and I love, I mean, thank you. I love what you just shared and this like feeling in your body, but this, and this is like literally what I mean about we feel frequency. We feel this knowing when I share my truth, you're going to feel a knowing inside your soul. You're going to feel this like bubbling of energy, tingling of energy, if it feels in resonance with you. And there's going to be conversations that I have that will feel in resonance. And so you get to like hold into that and like, you know, feel that belief code, allow it to land. And then there's going to be other things that I share that you're like, actually, that doesn't really feel like my truth. And I also celebrate that because if you find your truth through disagreeing with my truth, like we can hold multiple truths. Oh yeah. Your story resonated with me so much because I think we hear oftentimes like you don't need to hit that rock bottom or go through that smackdown or whatever for growth. But the fact of the matter is a lot of us, that's where our big, you know, transition happens. That's where our transformation comes from. It's from getting to that place and being like, screw this, I'm going all the way up, right? And and flipping it on its head. But really, like if everything's just kind of okay, or you're content enough, there's not that catalyst to really get you to go dig deep. And when I say dig deep, I mean, like dig inward, like go inward and go on that self-discovery journey. It's normally when we have these really difficult, challenging times in our lives that we're not okay with how things are going or we can see a bigger vision for ourselves and we're not going to just continue letting things play out the way they're playing out and something's got to change. And that's where for a lot of people that happens. And I, it doesn't always have to happen that way. Like just listening to other people's stories like yours or ours or whatever can definitely activate that in people. But I do think that like the more people that we talk to, the more people that, you know, we find inspiring or aspire to be like, a lot of them have a challenge. A lot of them kind of rose from the ashes, like you're saying, right? And it's like, then when you stand up and start living the dream life and start going from being in that pit to now, you know, dreaming as big as you possibly can, you are giving everyone else who's watching you a permission slip to do the same. 1000%. And this here is like, I think it's such a willingness, right? It's like the willingness. So like when you're in rock bottom, like your willingness is, is usually just like, okay, well, I've got nothing to lose. And so can I like, that's when we go all in. And this actually is such a fascinating conversation for me because it was easy for me to like go all in from a rock bottom. So it's easy for, you know, you hear the, those, the stories and the quantum leaps. And it was actually a lot harder for me to, to, to navigate the energetics of rising from greatness to greatness. Like I was like, I've got the like rise from the ashes. Like I've got that nailed. I've got that mastered. And then what does it look like when things are good when things are great like 
then it's like, do I need that like rock bottom? Do I need something to like get stirred up, fucked up in order to have that next level of growth, that next level of evolution? But I think it's this willingness to continue to go all in. And when I say go all in, I mean like to go all in on myself, the willingness to dream bigger, the willingness to, to, to claim who I am at deeper levels, the willingness to claim like, this is what I want. And I feel like this is often where people, you know, get, you know, trapped in the void, get really like stuck in one place. It's like, because like now that things are not, you know, bad now that there is no rock bottom, like, how do I, how do I grow from here? And what I tend to see happening for a lot of women is that this is where they start to like, they, they've played to win and then they get to a certain place and then they start to play to not lose. And this for me is where it's very different. It's like playing to not lose means like, I'll just kind of, you know, tiptoe here. I'll, I'll maybe see if I speak about this, how people feel. I'll, you know, put out this offer in this way so that people get it versus like, I am I, like, there's, there's a very different energy when you're like, I've got nothing to lose. So like, let's go all in. And if you can bring in the like playing to win energy at every level, which, which is harder because oftentimes the more success you have, it's like, well, I actually have a lot more to lose right now, but it's like, continue to play to win because that's where your next like biggest growth will lie. It sounds oh, like you're talking is- about personal power. You know, when the yeah. circumstances I mean, I aren't always at play, it's like that personal power is something that Robin and I talk a lot about. The circumstances, you're either in your, your high or your low, that's just the circumstances, the personal power that stays consistent. 1000%. And I think this is like when we can really detach from like the circumstances dictating our next move, the evidence dictating our next move. And this is why it's like, if we can just lead again in who we are and our truth, like that's where the magic gets created. One of the things you mentioned there just kind of really hit me because we have talked about, you know, Shelby and I have both approached this type of work from trying to dig ourselves out of the hole, like being at that rock bottom and just trying to reach for something just a little bit better. And then also from a place of, wow, life's really great right now. I freaking love my life right now. How much better can it get? Like if that was possible, now what's possible? But I think a lot of people, like you say, they kind of stop when they're at, at that comfort level and then they're just trying not to lose that they're trying to hold on to that rather than seeing wow look at this shift from here to here now life's already amazing what else can i do and even i find for myself like approaching the deeper healing from that place is so transformational like it feels way different when you're doing it out of almost a necessity or a need versus uh hey I have more awareness now. I have more bandwidth to take this on and I'm in a really good place. I can hold myself and, and kind of do that work. And it kind of makes me think about what you're saying. It's like, everybody has the fear of whatever it is. It's not that there's no fear, even with people like yourself, but it's, do you have the courage to move through it anyway. Do you have the courage to step through and maybe you're going to be rejected? Maybe you're going to be judged, but really it's because now you have this strong knowing that it doesn't matter if they reject me. It doesn't matter if I fail or I don't get the opportunity or even the worst case scenario happens because I know I have evidence 
throughout my lifetime of being there to support myself, to being there to, you know, hold myself regardless. And so it's really just having that really strong knowing in yourself so that it gives you the courage to try anyways. And it doesn't really matter what the outcome is because you know, you're going to be okay. Yeah. And then this is where it's like, if we can come back to like, you know, honoring who we are, our truth, trusting in our own energy, it's like, again, it's like nothing outside gets to dictate that. So there is not that like need. And it's not about like, Ooh, like just ignoring the fears or like pushing through the fear. It's like actually more from this place of like exploring curiosity. Like I'm willing to like play with this. I'm willing to stretch over here. I'm willing to, you know, it's, it's that courage. It's that, that bravery to like, to play, to explore. And so for me, it's been about that it's it's like okay like well like you, you even said you're like okay so if like this is like what this feels like what does that feel like like what is you know what gets to come next and i think the big thing in this energy that feels very different to me it's like if we're here growing evolving playing exploring it's done in a, in a place of like let's see what's possible like that feels like opening up to new realms of magic versus where i also think that you know people get really trapped in here is the like, okay, I've, I've got this. Now I need to hit the next level or I need this. And it comes from a striving energy, a need energy, a prove it energy, a needing validation energy versus a like, I mean, my, my like hitting the next milestone or that next level is all just again, from a place of curiosity of like, and, and what else exists here for me? So I want to just like shift gears just a little bit. It's not really a big shift because of course it's all the same sort of magic, but Robin and I talk about the, you know, when we share our work, we talk about the, the trifecta. So mind, body, soul, mind, body, spirit. Now we've had, you know, lots of conversations on here on our podcast about the mind and we're, you know, we'll have some about the body. But when I think of Jacqueline Shaw, I think of like the soul work, the spirit work, you know? So a lot of times also Robin and I say our work is like the blending of the energetics and the personal development. Like we really believe that it has to be a blending. It's not, I mean, you can have one or the other, but it's when the two are blended that it's just this beautiful sweet spot. And so when I think of like the energetics, I personally can feel that in my body. Can I always explain it? Not really, right? It's very hard to like use words to explain energy and energetics. What is your take on that? Like if somebody asks you, like, what does it mean to, you know, feel energy or vibration or frequency? Like, do you have, a, how could you explain that to somebody? Or do you have a way that you kind of like break that down? Yeah. So for me, it's very much like a soul knowing it's something that's, and, and this is like always fascinating. Cause again, like we feel it differently. I'm not someone who tends to feel a lot in my body in, in the way that a lot of people do for me. It, it feels like it's just this, like, I mean, when I say not in my body, but it is like, it's like, I call it the portal behind my heart. It's like this depth inside of me. It's just this, like, I know, because I know it feels like it's just at the center of my being of who I am my soul. And I think that there's a big difference between a soul knowing and a mind knowing. And so I love, I get what you're saying here. And it's like the mind, the body, the soul, oftentimes what I find in, in women who come to work with me, they're like, I get it, Jack. I get, I get it in my mind. Like I totally get the concept. I've heard this, but I don't know it. 
Like I don't know it in my soul. And again, there's a difference between believing something and knowing something, or it's like, I don't feel it in my body. And so this for me is very much like the work I do is taking women from a place of like, I know it in my head. I know it in my mind to like, I feel it in my fucking soul. Like my body is also on board with this. And so the, the, the soul for me, it's, it's, it is actually something that needs to be felt or experienced. It's like, this is something when, when you're go into a place, when you're led into a place of like true, deep embodied wisdom, it's like, now I know I can't unknow, but it's, it's, it is sometimes like unimaginable until you have that experience, until you have that, that depth of knowing. And so I feel like we have to be willing to be like led in this in terms of like, not like moving beyond the mind. And, and cause I think like also with this industry, there's a lot of consumption, you know, there's a lot of like, let me take this course and then this course, and then this follow this post and this and this and this. And instead of actually like bringing things into a place of our deep soul wisdom, like feeling our truth in it, sitting in contemplation with it, it's like, okay, like got it in the mind, like onto the next, got it in the mind, onto the next. There's a big shift when it's like, no, like I fucking got this. Like I've got this in every aspect of my being of who I am. Well, I think in order to even tune in is like, you got to get rid of the, the, all the other shit around going around, maybe even in the brain. And it's like, it's like you said, it's a felt thing. You have to like go within. And again, leading back, you have to be able to trust yourself that what you feel is, you know, so it's like the chicken or the egg, right? We have, it's like, it all comes back to that self-trust, I think. And I think that one of the biggest things that I would share about self-trust, because this is a question I get asked a lot. They're like, well, what if I don't feel my, feel that in my body? What if I don't hear my intuition? Like, what if that doesn't like, I feel like I'm just so disconnected. Like I can't trust in myself. And this is where I always guide people back to self-forgiveness work, because the truth is there's, we, we've all betrayed ourselves. We betrayed ourselves when we say, when we follow a should, when we say yes to something that we want to say no to, when we people please, when we say no to something we want to say yes to because we're, the fear kicks in. So we literally energetically have like, we're holding betrayal from the times that we didn't follow our own intuition, that we didn't trust in ourselves. And so this is where I often guide people to, to start is in self-forgiveness work so that they can, can heal that in themselves so that they can deeply trust themselves so that when they get that intuition, they're like, I've got this, I can hold this. I, I like, I've got me. That was going to be my next question is, you know, there's one thing feeling it, but when it's something that's not necessarily tangible, right? Like you can't, and it's not necessarily super easy to explain to someone who's not feeling that it is a knowing and, you know, I guess a confidence within yourself, but part of what you do is like divine feminine activation channel. Like how do you help other people see this in themselves or basically go from that point of, I can feel it in my own self, but I can't explain it to anybody around me. And so I don't necessarily have the confidence to step into that fully. Like, how do you help women take that transition from first being able to feel it? But then what do you do with it? How do you actually explain that when it's not really, you can't put your fingers on it. It's not tangible. Well, this has been actually like one of the most interesting parts of my journey. And again, in this like place of trust is not needing to explain it. 
And so a big thing for me and being in the full expression of who I am, I'm like, I don't need to explain, like, I don't need to make my work tangible. When people come into my world, like I lead very potently in like energy clearings and activations, so that they do actually feel it. So that's like, you know, I can lead you in an activation of like claiming who you are and then you feel that. So then showing up in that, it's like, oh, I can show up and speak my truth. Because again, it's, if it's not tied to like you're speaking, your truth isn't a tied, isn't attached to getting, isn't attached to receiving. It's like, okay, so like what, like what's your truth? What do you want to show up and share? What do you want to show up and say? And it's like, without needing to ex ex explain. And again, like this is different for everyone, but for me, like my work isn't tangible. So I actually found when I tried to explain it in tangible ways, I wasn't attracting the people that were really in like the frequency with me that we are meant to dive, dive into our work together because I was like attracting them through tangible, but my work really isn't tangible. And so I just simply dropped, dropped the need again, dropped any type of performance, any thought of like, well, I should do it this way, or this is the way for people to buy, or this is, I trusted in that people feel frequency. And so this is what I share with my, my clients. And when I'm leading them into their full self-expression, it's like, people are going to feel your truth. They're going to feel your frequency. So share your thoughts, share your experiences, share what you know online, like share what you know, not what you know in your mind, what you know in your soul. And people will feel that because people feel frequency first. They feel frequency before they read your words. That resonates so much because people can feel that energy. You can tell a difference between someone who's basically regurgitating something that they've heard versus someone who's living it as their truth. And so for us, we talk a lot about, are you being that? Like the universe, energy, you know, like the magnetic field, frequency, whatever. It responds to who you're being, like what you're embodying. And something that you spoke about a little bit earlier too is with the mind. Like, are you just accumulating all this knowledge and like, okay, on to the next thing. Let me get this course under my belt. Next thing, next thing. And so Shelby and I both have, you know, been honest about the fact that for a period of time, like on our the beginning of our journey, that was us. We were the people just wanting to like, what's the next shiny new thing? Like, I don't have, I'm not feeling it yet. I don't have it yet or whatever. So there must be something out there, but really what actually cracked us open and really where we started to see all these huge shifts and, you know, quantum leaps and stuff was the embodiment. It's actually integrating the work. So you can accumulate as much as you want, but like, and a few episodes ago, we came up with gratitude, schmatitude attitude, because it's like, oh yeah, gratitude. I know about that. Okay. But are you actually practicing it? So there's some, a lot of things that are repeated over and over, but we're not being them. We're not embodying them. So we think, oh, that's not the ticket. It must be something else, but it's not about the knowledge. It's about the being, are you embodying, yeah. are you integrating that into your actual day-to-day -day life? Yeah. And I love, I, I don't think I can repeat the gratitude schmatitude. Was that, was that it? Yeah. But, um, <laughs> but this is it, right? It's like, okay, I know like gratitude, but it's like, but that can't just like, it can't be that simple is what most people come up with. So then, then even if they are practicing gratitude, it's like, well, I checked that off my list today. I did, I wrote my through gratitude statements versus like actually like feeling gratitude, like mm -hmm. feeling the energy, the frequency, the depth of gratitude. Like it is so different energetically. It is so different in what is felt in your frequency. Okay. I have another shift because my brain's going in a million directions <laughs> before we let you go. 
Um, so Robin and I actually have babies that are like three days apart. They're not even babies anymore. They're over a year, but we just call them our babies. And Robin has two kids and I have one. And when you talk about like, you know, trusting in yourself, I really see you also trusting in your kids wisdom. Like I watch that online, how you really trust that they know what's best for them. And that is really inspiring to me. And I would love to just like, you know, have you riff a little bit on your parenting style and like how you built that comfort in knowing like that your kids are capable of, you know, they're capable humans, right? And a lot of times we want to like helicopter parent our kids. And I see you doing such a beautiful job of just letting them be self-expressed. And I can't help but go down like, you know, the children rabbit hole for a second, because I do think, you know, Robin and I talk about our work at the end of the day, it's to shift the paradigm for our next generation. Like our next generation where our kids are going to grow up is so important to us that we can't help but talk about, you know, parenting and a little bit of children's stuff while we're here with you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'd love, I'd love because I completely agree with what you're saying here. And like our, our children, like, you know, they are the next generation. And my true hope is like, you know, many of, of us, you know, right now are like doing so much like deep work and recoding and healing, you know, our lineage that like my true hope is that our kids don't, you know, that, that they just get to be who they are like right from the beginning. And so I do, I would say have a very unconventional style of parenting. I trust in, I trust in my kids. I trust in what they tell me. I trust in what they feel. I give them a lot of space. Like we do not have a lot of like rules, boundaries, um, in our family. And and we come up against a lot of like, well, like you should, you, you need your kids to do this or you need them to like do that. And for me, I'm like, why? Like, actually, why? Well, because that's what's going to make them a functioning person in society. This is what's going to allow them to get into university. Like I unschool my kids. So like there's all different things. And I got, again, curious of like, but why is it, you know, and, and so much of what I would hear when I would ask like, why it's like, well, that's just like, you know, the way it is, or they're not going to do this. And really what I would take from these conversations, like, oh yeah, they're not going to learn to obey you know, or they're not going to learn to just like, hmm. you know, sit there with their, their mouth shut. They're not going to sit there. Like, I was like, great. I, I, that's not actually truly what I want for my kids. I want them to have their own mind. I want them to have their own voice. So I've just been like really aware of that. I feel like since they've been really young, I've also really tuned into human design and their human design, which was like a big thing to allow them to, to operate in the way that they do, even though sometimes it's so clashes with like, how I want to parent them or, or, I mean, they're both generators, emotional authority generators, and I'm a projector. So like, there's, there's like for sure clashing and it's like, okay, they get to be in their, in their truth. And like, I, I trust them in that. I, I feel like kids carry so much wisdom because they don't have the like experiences, the conditioning, the, the, the fear that we have. Um, so I also just see them as like little bundles of like such sacred wisdom. I think too, we, I mean, we personally each kind of dove deep into conscious parenting. And as we did that, like I've noticed a lot of the stuff that I learned that, yeah, sure. It's, it's kind of wisdom or knowledge or ways of being that I can pass on to my kids, but it's just as much for my own healing, like my own reparenting of my inner child. 
And this totally relates to what we were talking about before about rising from greatness versus kind of rising from the ashes. When I think about that and I think about, you know, this next generation, you and I and Shelby, like to get to this place where we are and to be able to speak our truth and kind of stand in our power, that's taken some work that's taken a lot of healing and for like I'll speak for myself saying you know there's been a lot of subconscious programming or conditioning that I've had to shed to get to this place and so when I think about our kids growing up in a completely different environment where they're not going to have to unlearn or undo as much stuff of course there's always a little bit of that but I just wonder like what their potential is they're starting from they're starting from a way different place than we started. And so I just think about the expansive potential of that. It just blows my mind thinking of that. And it gives me such hope and even just like curiosity about what's to come for them. Yeah, I love this. And I so agree. And one, you know, one thing for me too, is like, I mean, when I look at everything energetically, I look at everything in terms of frequency. And so it's like the limitation in our energy field, it's like limitation that we place there and I love like looking at my kids and I'm like, oh yeah, there's literally like no limitation in your energy. Feel like you don't see limitation. And that to me is like just wow in itself. Jacqueline, it was so incredible and such an honor to have you on our show today. We are definitely going to, I'm sure everybody's like, oh my gosh, how did we find her? So we're going to link your Instagram um, on our show notes. Is there anything else that you need to like leave us with before we let you go? Honestly, this has been such an incredible conversation. So thank you both for hosting this, for inviting me into this space, for introducing me to your listeners for those of you listening thank you for being here i would absolutely love to stay connected so instagram is the best place that you can find me and then also my podcast my podcast is the place that i devote lots of energy and love to it's where i have conversations like this where i where we dive deeper into my riffs my channelings my thoughts and season two is just about to come out for the jacqueline shaw show so those are the places to find me and then to tune in on this last piece. Is there anything that I want to leave the listeners with today? I mean, I feel like throughout this conversation, it's really about finding your truth and owning who you are and standing unapologetically in that and really understanding and knowing. And I mean, like knowing at your core inside of you that you know, you have the answers, you have sacred wisdom within you. And that sacred wisdom is wisdom that we're all here for. This is the type of medicine when we can each stand in our truth and bring our, our gifts forward, our medicine forward, our magic forward. This is what changes the world in my belief. So we can't have anyone hiding or dulling down or being too afraid to be who they truly are, because this is what's creating so much magic in the collective, each of us showing up, knowing that our voice is meant to be heard, honoring each other's wisdom, honoring each other's voices. So showing up in you, in your full expression, in your power, letting your soul lead, your sacred wisdom lead, and just trusting that you have it, that you have it inside and that you are more than enough. That was absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. And yes, absolutely. Go check out Jack's podcast. 
Shelby and I both binge it. It's amazing. Great conversations. If you love this conversation, you're going to love her podcast as well. So thank you so much for being here with us today. We really appreciate it. And we hope everyone has a wonderful week. If you've made it to the end of this episode, that means you're committed to expanding your mindset, shifting your beliefs, and the journey back to self. We are so honored and absolutely grateful to have you along for the ride. If you enjoyed this conversation, please help us spread the message by sending this episode to a friend. The Rising Rebel is dedicated to creating a paradigm shift where women remember how truly magical and innately worthy they are. See you next week, and remember, empowered women are good for the world. Mm